Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 385. The most inspiring stories from today's most successful entrepreneurs. Join John Lee Dumas and today's Entrepreneur on Fire. With Squarespace, every design is responsive, so your content looks great on every device, every time. Ready to start building your own website? Visit squarespace.com and for 10% off, use the offer code FIRENATION. Don't have access to your computer? Tap your Carbonite mobile app to access all your files instantly. Go to Carbonite.com for a free trial and use the offer code FIRE. You'll get two months free if you decide to buy. Carbonite.com, offer code FIRE. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, David McKeegan. David, are you prepared to ignite? Absolutely. Let's go. All right. David McKeegan is co-founder of Greenback Expat Tax Services. Greenback Tax Services provides U.S. expats with professional tax preparation services at a fair price. I've given Fire Nation just a little overview, David, but take a minute. Tell us about you personally because we want to get to know you. Then give us an overview of your business. Okay, great. Well, to kick off... uh um, my wife and I are the founding partners of Greenback. Uh, we started the business together a couple of years ago when we were in London, uh, but we're both originally from New York. I guess the best way to sort of describe uh, what we were doing at the time is to say that we were sort of on the country club path. Uh, you know, both did our MBAs at a school called ESA in Barcelona, and uh, we had jobs at big banks in London, you know, the kind of thing that, uh, you know, your parents go out and tell their friends about because it's the traditional success path, if you will. And, you know, for us, we thought this is fine. This is great, but it's not exactly what we want. And we were actually on a vacation in Croatia. I was reading the four hour work week for the first time. You know, we just started talking about what we wanted our life to be like and what we wanted our future to be like. And through that, we realized that it wasn't this, you know, big corporate job. It wasn't, you know, the country club path that we had found ourselves on. So we decided that we were going to change that. And right then and there, you know, sitting on the beach in Croatia, we started putting together a list of a hundred different business ideas uh, that you know, we thought we could do. And, you know, we got all the way up to a hundred ideas. And then we really start just paring it back a little bit. Yeah, you know, what are the things that would be location independent? You know, allow us to travel the world, allow us to spend time with our families. Uh, what are the things that you know would be of interest to us? Would be a challenge you know, intellectually? Uh, all these different criteria that we had set for ourselves. And over and over again, you know, the idea of starting a business for expats, you know, doing thing uh, specifically with taxes because that's an area that we had had profit in the past, uh, kept rising to the top. And so we said, okay, you know, let's kick it off. Let's start it up. And uh, we started working on a business plan, started putting the business together. And you know, shortly thereafter, we started getting our first customers. 
Well, David, we're going to dive way more into your journey because I was fortunate enough to have dinner with you and your wife a couple of months ago out here in San Diego when you were on one of your USA trips. And I just found it fascinating. And I knew I wanted to share your story, your journey with Fire Nation because it is so unique on so many levels because we want to dive even a little more. Why don't you share with Fire Nation before we even go to the next topic exactly what your family looks like right now? Well, we've got two little boys. Uh, We've got our oldest was born in London, and he just turned four years old uh, about a week ago, or two weeks ago now. And our youngest is 15 months. Uh, He was, this was born in the UK. The youngest was born in Argentina. I have dual citizenship in the U.S. and uh, also in Ireland, and both of the boys can get, or both of them have U.S., they can both get Irish citizenship. Uh, The oldest one already has a U.K. passport, and the youngest one has an Argentine passport. So, uh, you know, shuffling passport airport can take a while. So we're talking right now, me in San Diego, you in Bali. Give Fire Nation maybe just a quick rundown of what a typical year can look like for you guys travel-wise, just in about 30 seconds. Yeah, it can be all over the place. Um, in Bali, you know, you have to take visa runs where you have to uh, leave Indonesia every 60 days. Uh, so historically, we've used that to go all over the place. You know, we did a house swap to Australia for a month. We've been to Hong Kong, Vietnam, Thailand, uh, Malaysia, Singapore, you know, all these great places out here we get to visit. Uh, you know, when we first met out in California, we been in Argentina, uh, so we got to travel around Argentina quite a bit. We spend some time every year in Brazil and Rio de Janeiro. Uh, we made it back to London this year for the first time in a couple of years. Uh, so you know, we really uh, we do a lot of traveling. And you know, since we started this business, I had the pleasure of living uh, in London, Spain, Argentina, Brazil, Uruguay, and Bali. (laughs) (laughs) And David, that's what I love about your story is that it is so unique because you have a family with a couple young guys and you travel around the world and you're running this incredibly professional and successful and profitable business. And it it really is an inspiration on so many levels. And again, we are going to dive even more into the creation of that, some challenges that you faced, as well as the successes that you've had. But before we do, we really want to get the success quote into focus right now, because it's a way that we really keep this motivational ball rolling that you've pushed down the hill here on this interview. So take it away. The quote I've always liked is, yeah, it's not from anybody super famous or anything. But uh, the quote is, what one man can do, another can do. And it's actually from uh, Anthony Hopkins and Alec Baldwin movie uh, called The Edge. And, uh, yeah, I always like that one because I think it's so true. Yeah, if somebody else has ever done it, it means that it's true as well. I love that quote for so many reasons, David. It applies to entrepreneurs at every stage of their journey. And I want to dive more into that, but we just have so many meat and potatoes to talk about this interview because your story is so unique and so fascinating. So let's just dive right into the next topic, which is a failure, a challenge or an obstacle. I mean, you don't create the life that you have right now, David, without facing those on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. So Tell us a story. Tell Fire Nation a story of when you failed, when you faced a major obstacle or challenge. Like, really, David, really tell us a story. We want to be there with you when you failed, when you faced that major obstacle, and the lessons you learned from it. 
when we first started out, uh, Carrie and I were very concerned, as you would imagine, leaving you know, these big six-figure jobs uh, to start our own business. So one of the ways we thought that we could minimize the risk was you know, through diversification. And so instead of starting one business, we actually tried to start two at the same time. Uh, one of them was Greenback, and the other was uh, working with an existing company that, you know, I, I'm not going to say the name because the company's still out there, and you know, we're still in good terms with the company sure. and everything like that. Uh, but, you know, we'd heard about this company. They had this really cool, really creative product. And we thought, you know, we're in the UK. They haven't brought it to the UK yet. Why don't we do this? Why don't we, you know, take it and run with it here in the UK? And so we contacted the owner, got him on the phone, uh, told him what we wanted to do, told him a bit about our background. And, uh, you know, we started working as a, effectively a reseller for them in the UK. And you know, it all started out okay. It was fine. Uh, but we didn't really have any control over anything with the business. So we didn't have anything, any control over the marketing, the advertising side of th things, the supply chain, uh, really anything. And it was very, very frustrating for us. Uh, so, you know, what we started to see was that instead of this being a diversification strategy for us, it was really just becoming a distraction uh, that we didn't have a whole lot of control over. So, you know, we talked to the owner a couple of times uh, about this and, you know, we, we actually made a pitch for the business saying, you know, we want to run the whole business for you, you know, in the U.S. And, and abroad and, you know, put together a whole presentation, you know, put together our plan for what we'd be able to do with the business and everything like this. And, uh, you know, it just got turned down flat. <laughs> <laughs> no. And, uh, yeah. I think uh, we hadn't done as much in the UK probably as uh, we could have if you know we'd just been focused on the one business instead of trying to run uh, the two next to each other, and uh, yeah. So at the end of the day, it was basically like here we are. We show up with all this enthusiasm, and you know we've got all these ideas and all this kind of stuff, and uh, you know it just got the door slammed in our face effectively. <laughs> <laughs> well, David, I love in these interviews when the theme of focus really pokes up its head because. That's my favorite word. It's my favorite acronym, which is follow one course until success. And you were really trying to follow two courses. Yes, diversification is really important. But when you try to do two things, you become mediocre at both instead of really awesome and dominating one. And especially in this day and age, when you have the ability to really niche down into this tiny little niche and just dominate it, we can really take advantage of that. And you guys have now found your niche, which you are now dominating. And that's just a really telltale sign of the benefits of that focus. So David, if you can just share with Fire Nation one clear lesson that you learned from that experience, what would it be? It's the focus. Um, you know, once we stopped messing around with the two businesses and we just really focused on Greenback, uh, we grew after, after we gave up the other business or, you know, sort of decided that, uh, it was mutually beneficial for us to stop doing that. Right. <laughs> we managed to grow Greenback by, uh, over 300% in the next 12 months. Wow. Love that. Love that success story. And David, it's a perfect segue into our next topic, which at Entrepreneur on Fire here is the aha moment, because just like we face these challenges and struggles on a daily basis, we also have these aha moments to kind of clear the path for us and make it so obvious what we want to pursue as entrepreneurs. So tell us another story. Again, take it down to the ground level for us, because we want to be there with you, beside you, when this happened, and then walk us through the steps you took to make that aha moment a success. 
Yeah, there's been a lot of aha moments over the course of the business. You know, we've been running this for about five years now. You know, probably the first aha moment was the first time we saw a customer come through the door. You know, we set up our website and we put it out there and we started doing a little uh, Google AdWords as our uh, test. And you, know, you get that first customer through the door. It's like, oh, wow, okay, <laughs> you know, this is real now. You know, we've got somebody coming through the door. Uh, you know, more recently, like, and this year specifically, uh, you know, we had an aha moment when we started getting accountants from our competitors coming to us and saying, hey, you know, we want to work with you guys instead of where we are because, uh, you know, we like what you're doing. We want a bit more flexibility in what we're doing. And, uh, you know, our whole team is virtual. So people who are looking to do something slightly different really like that idea. Yeah. We've got a one accountant who's living in Australia. We've got one in Hong Kong. We've got one in Mexico and you know, in the traditional roles, uh, people weren't able to do this. You know, traditionally an accountant, you think of an accounting firm and you think of, you know, little, desks and cubicles and all this kind of stuff but our team is spread out all over the world and so you know seeing competitive or competitor accountants come to us and say yeah we want to work with you guys because uh you can give us more of the lifestyle we're looking for uh yeah that was a big aha moment more recently like this year so what are some things that you really find are successful for you to pull it all together, to run this virtual team, to be traveling to different continents where sometimes internet is a challenge and, and when you really need to kind of be running a very important part of people's business, which is the taxes, which is the accounting portion of it. What do you really point to as the major attributes to your success? Probably first and foremost, I would say my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Who is amazing, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carrie is brilliant and driven and focused. And uh, yeah, it's just one of those people that uh, managed to, manages to do the impossible. I think that we've just, we've got some complementary skills and we work pretty well together. And, you know, we've just maintained the focus on the business and, you know, on the family and, you know, pushing to uh, effectively grow both of them at the same time. Uh, but, you know, I think it, when you have flexibility of where you want to be, uh, when you get to choose your own location, you can do things uh, slightly different. Yeah, you, know, you can set up your lifestyle so that you don't have to go to the supermarket for yourself. You don't have to, uh, you know, be the one mopping your own floors and stuff like that. And you know, it allows you to outsource a lot of the mundane tasks in your life and really focus on what's important. So David, let's do the same thing with this section, with the aha moment, with the successes that you've had thus far that we did with the, the failures in the obstacles section, which is really sum it up and boil it down for Fire Nation. What's one clear lesson that you can really share with our listeners that you've learned from your experiences of these different light bulbs that have gone off throughout your journey? Probably one clear thing that we've learned is, you know, you have to uh, stay very focused. You know, we've gotten to the point where, uh, you know, we've got our corporate strategy written out. You know, we have all our goals listed out. Uh, you know, we're in the process of, of SOPing all the different processes within our business. And, you know, when you're working virtually, I think it's very important make sure that everybody's on the same page with things, that everybody understands what's expected of them, uh, especially as you grow a team. And you know, the process of you know, having a standard operating procedure, having goals for people, you know, some of these big corporate ideas uh, really work well in those contexts and really help keep everybody in the team very focused. 
I'm really glad you went and said standard operating procedures because being a military guy, I know what SOP means, but I know some of my listeners were like, SOPs? What is he talking about? Is that some kind of four-wheel vehicle? But no, it is a standard (laughs) operating procedure, which is entrepreneurs is so important, and especially for virtual entrepreneurs who are running a team in different parts of the world, you need these SOPs. Um, so you don't have to be there every single time a question comes up. Right now, David's talking to me in Bali. It's 1.15 a.m. local time. He is up. It's in the morning. That's why our internet's pretty decent because it's not being taxed by the, the typical craziness <laughs> of the day. Um, but he's up, so he's a trooper, so I thank him for that because over here, it's only 10.22 in the morning in San Diego. The sun is shining and the internet is strong as always, so... He has these SOPs in place, so when his team has questions, they can continue forward without having to wake him up at three in the morning when it's daytime in Mexico and one of his teammates out there has a question. So very important, very valuable. And David, I'm going to throw you a little curveball here because I'm kind of curious about this. Have you had an I've made it moment? The closest we've had to an I've made it moment was when our parents, both Carrie's parents and my parents, uh, started talking about the success that we're having with our, our business. And you know, when we listed out originally the things that were most important for us, you know, one of the things uh, was to be viewed as people that were successful. Um, and specifically in you know, our parents' eyes and our you know, colleagues and our friends. And so, you know, when people started referring to us as successful entrepreneurs instead of, you know, people who were on an extended vacation or, <laughs> you know, something like that, uh, you know, that was really a success, a success moment for us. I can totally resonate with that because for me, when I first started podcasting, so many people look at it like it's a hobby. They say, oh, John, that's cute. Like you get to get on a microphone and talk to people and I'm sure you have a lot of fun and what a great hobby that must be and it must be something that just really you enjoy. And then, you know, pretty recently, David, we've had some success here at Entrepreneur on Fire, just like you've been having success with your company. We were featured in Time Magazine. We were featured in Inc., we're on the iTunes homepage. So all these different things are kind of validating the business in general, the entrepreneur on fire business. And, you know, I don't know if as an accountant, you would really recommend this because I'm sure there's some cons to this as well, but we really just followed Pat Flynn's lead and decided to be very transparent with our business, which is focused on podcasting. And now we're releasing a monthly income report. And that monthly income report is going to share how we make all of our money, all of our expenses, all of our wins, all of our losses, our projects that we're working on. And we're doing that to be transparent, but to also show other people out there that this is not just a hobby. This can be a real business. Like what you and Carrie are doing, David, it is a real business. And that's really what I want to move into right now is present times with you, with Carrie, with Greenback. Talk to us about a few things that are just really exciting you with your company and really take this moment to kind of share with Fire Nation exactly what it is you do, who your ideal clients are, and who you serve. We serve Americans that are living overseas. And you know, there's no exact number, but it's estimated that there's about uh, six and a half million Americans overseas. Um, you know, something a little bit crazy, something that gets us excited with our business, I was looking at some IRS statistics the other day. And yeah, I know those are words that don't normally collide in a <laughs> sentence yet. <laughs> excited in the IRS statistics. But, <laughs> but uh, you know, the most recent data the IRS has, 
ad was from 2011. And basically what it was showing was that for individuals filing the foreign earned income exclusion, and th this is the bit that allows Americans living overseas to exclude uh, um, you know, almost $100,000 of their income from U.S. taxation. Uh, only about in 2011, only about 7% of the estimated 6 million people living overseas were filing this. And, you know, it just sort of illustrates to me how big this market can be. And, you know, there's no real dominant player in it. There's, you know, nothing like that going on. It's not like the U.S. market where, you know, you've got a couple of big players in there and they're dominating the whole market. You know, it's very different in the expat space. And, you know, that just gets me excited because you realize there's all these customers out there. Some of them don't even know they need to be filing their taxes. Some of them are scared. They're lost. You know, they had, uh, I, I talked to a guy on the phone last year who hadn't filed in about 40 years and effectively his accountant told him, Oh yeah, you're going overseas. You don't need to worry about that. And he was going home for a family reunion and his brother-in-law kept telling him that, you know, he was going to get arrested at the airport for you know, failure to file his taxes. And, uh, you know, just getting in there, being able to help somebody like that out and, uh, you know, really get them back on track, get everything sorted for them. It, you know, it's like a feel good moment for us, you know, helping people out like that. Um, as far as, you know, our ideal customer or something like that, to be honest, we've got all different kinds of customers. You know, we have people who are, uh, pensioners or people retired overseas. We've got people who are, uh, teaching English as a second language. We've got people working as contractors, you know, all over the world. Uh, we've got entrepreneurs making, you know, multi-million dollar a year salaries, uh, who use us as their accountants. Uh, so, you know, really it's a pretty broad range of people. We've got all qualified accountants. You know, we're talking uh, either CPAs or IRS enrolled agents. We only hire accountants that have experience working with expats. Uh, you know, we don't outsource any of the stuff to India or you know, China or any of that kind of stuff. So, you know, when you work with one of our accountants, you're going to be working directly with that accountant. And, you know, you can ask them any questions you have, anything like that, so that you're not worried about it. You know, you just, you're able to give that to us and we handle that for you so that it's, uh, it's not a concern for you going forward. So David, being an entrepreneur who is totally location independent, I got to ask this question because it's on the tip of my tongue. What are two or three of your top recommended countries for expats to go? I mean, say you have a guy who's location independent living in San Diego, but would love to get out for eight, nine months of the year and just be living somewhere else in the world and really enjoying it. What are some really friendly places that you've come to recommend for various reasons? It really depends on what you're looking for. Uh, um, you know, one of the reasons we moved back to Bali recently was because they have really good schools here. So, you know, our, our oldest son is four years old. He's going to be starting, uh, yeah, kindergarten soon. And, you know, there's just a couple really good schools here. Uh, the calendar meshes with the U.S. calendar. So, you know, for us, it's sort of the perfect spot right now. And, you know, that's excluding all the other wonderful parts of Bali, uh, such as the expat community here, the entrepreneur community here, the beaches, the people, all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, Rio de Janeiro is one of our favorite places in the world. We actually got married there. And, uh, you know, it's just Brazil. One of the most gorgeous places. Yeah, yeah. Gotta love it. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's just cool stuff, David. I mean, it's great to hear that there are just places outside the United States that you know you can go and and really still be living a great life with a family. I mean, you can have these great school systems, like you said. You can still be part of these great entrepreneurial communities, like you're finding in Bali. You can really have it all and not have to be within the lower forty-eight. Yeah, absolutely. What most people are surprised about when they leave the U.S is, you know, first off, how affordable and how good healthcare can be outside of the U.S. <laughs> Huge. <laughs> also, just how modern the rest of the world is. You know, uh, a lot of people think, oh, you know, the U.S., it's, this is where everything is. This is where everything happens first. But, you know, the rest of the world is really caught up, uh, you know, especially in the last 20 years or so. And, you know, the quality of living outside of the U.S., I would argue, is just as high as the quality inside the U.S., but you can do it as a, at a fraction of the cost in a lot of places. David, these are just some great insights. And just being a passionate traveler, I spent four months in India and Nepal. I used to live down in Central America and Guatemala, spent time in Honduras and Costa Rica. I could talk about this stuff all day because I do have that traveler bug in me. And I'm not that person who likes to go away for a week. I like to go for four, six, eight months and really immerse myself in a place. So you are just really kind of scratching my itch right now, and it really has me uh, <laughs> pretty excited. And, and my girlfriend here, Kate, is kind of looking at me cross-eyed right now. I think that she's getting a little nervous about where this conversation is going. But we're going to take one minute to thank our sponsors. My partner, Kate, and I are constantly looking for new ways to run Entrepreneur on Fire as efficiently as possible. In order to do so, we know we have to back each other up. So if one of us is out of town or doesn't have internet access for an extended period of time, we have systems in place so we can fill in for one another to ensure nothing falls through the cracks. Just like Kate and I know we can count on each other, we also know we can count on our third partner, Carbonite. Carbonite has been there for us since the beginning. If we're not around to save something right away, we know we can count on Carbonite to automatically back up all our files all the time. If Carbonite sounds like a partner you want to have in your business, then go to Carbonite.com for a free trial. Use the offer code FIRE and you'll get two months for free if you decide to buy. For peace of mind that you'll have the backup when you need it, go to Carbonite.com and enter the offer code FIRE. So you're not a designer or a web developer, but you'd still love to have the control to build your own website. I get it. What if I told you that Squarespace will let you do just that? Squarespace is an all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional-looking website at a reasonable price. But wait, what makes it so easy to use if I'm not a web designer or developer? Well, everything Squarespace offers uses drag-and-drop technology, so you can add content from your desktop and even rearrange elements of content within a page. And with mobile devices being people's go-to these days, I love that Squarespace has responsive design on all their templates, so your site automatically scales to look beautiful on every device. So if you're ready to start building your website today, don't hesitate. Go to squarespace.com and for 10% off, use the offer code FIRENATION. Alas, David, we have to move on to what is my favorite part of the show, the lightning round. And this is where I get to ask you a series of questions and you come back at us Fire Nation style with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Absolutely. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? 
probably the biggest roadblock that uh, that we had was, you know, we had good jobs and we were making good money. The perceived opportunity cost of becoming an entrepreneur was quite high. Uh, and it wasn't until the financial crisis started that, you know, the opportunity cost dropped quite a bit. You know, all of a sudden you're not going to get a banker's bonus and all that kind of stuff. And that's when we took the plunge. Love that. What's the best advice, David, you've ever received? The best advice, I can't attribute it to any one person, but I would say that you know, it's the idea that if you really believe in something and you really work at something, that you can make it successful. David, do you have a resource like Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners? I really like Zero, which is a financial accounting software. Yeah. It was way too complicated for the average person. And Zero uh, is an online software that, uh, you know, uh, I recommend to entrepreneurs when they ask me what they should be using. Uh, you, know, you can get in there. It's a pretty, I think they've got a free package or a pretty uh, low price package. But you know, running a business, you really need to know where your numbers are. And Zero can help you do that. Well, Fire Nation, you can find the links to this resource and everything that we've mentioned in today's episode at eofire.com slash David McKeegan. David, if you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be? The one I've been reading recently, which I'm really enjoying, is called The One Thing. And it's really just about the power of focusing on one thing and getting one thing done at a time. Well, Fire Nation, if you haven't already, you can get the audio version of this book or any book for free at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. And David, this next question is my favorite, but it's kind of tricky. So take your time, digest it, then come back at us with an answer. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter, taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? The first thing I would do is buy a newspaper and a cup of coffee and you know, start looking through the newspaper to try and see what kind of problems people are facing and you know, then start thinking of ways you can help solve those problems for people. There's want businesses and there's need businesses. And you know, obviously, Greenback is a tax prep company. Uh, that's a neat business. People need to file their taxes. Otherwise, you know, they get in a lot of trouble with government. And you know, I would probably think that for a first business, I would want to be in the need side of the category because you know, it's a lot easier to ascertain your market you know, and really understand what the customer's like on the need side of the business. Well, David, I have just loved hearing your unique journey with your family and your wife running this business virtually all over the world. It's just really fascinating. What I would love you to do is to end this interview by just giving us, Fire Nation, one parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. I guess as far as a piece of guidance, you know, more kind of stuff is only for people that you know, are either very young or don't have commitment commitments, don't have families, that kind of thing. And you know, my guidance would be that you know, that's not true. You can do this at any time in life, at any stage. Um, and you know, the best way to get a hold of us is at, at greenbacktaxservices.com. And you know, my email is dmckeegan at greenbacktaxservices.com. Well, David, 
Fire Nation is well aware. They can find the links to everything of value that we've mentioned in today's episode at eofire.com. They can click on that podcast tab. You are hanging out in the archives or just type David into the search bar and your show notes page is going to pop right up. David, thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise and experience. Fire Nation salutes you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Great. Thanks, John. It's been a pleasure being on. Thank you very much. Are you feeling the stress and pressure of running a business on your own? You're not alone. One of my listeners, John Gabriel, gained 200 pounds while starting his own business. But then he came up with a holistic solution called the Gabriel Method, a weight loss program that is a forever solution and treats each person individually, not with pills or gimmicks. To get John's best-selling book for free, visit FreeGabrielMethodBook.com. That's FreeGabrielMethodBook.com. Dot com. Entrepreneurs, we have to take care of ourselves. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite. 